Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we're talking about what works with LinkedIn. We've got a very special guest. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 94. Today we are digging into LinkedIn. In fact, we have brought a very special guest to talk to us about LinkedIn. And of course, Heather Porter is on the call. Hey, H. Hi, Andrew. I'm really excited about this episode. Are you? I, I, yeah, I am actually. It's going to be pretty cool. You know, I love LinkedIn and been using it for a long time and I'm always talking about LinkedIn and uh, today's special guest, I'm very excited to be uh, to be listening and I've got my pen ready for some notes. So, H, why don't you go ahead and introduce us who our guest is? Okay, guys, so we have a very, very special treat for you in this episode. I want to introduce you to Matt Tyndale. Now, Matt leads LinkedIn's marketing solutions team across Australia and New Zealand. He has a long history in the industry with experience across the media, marketing, and advertising industries. He started his career on the agency side of Carrot Australia and DDB as a strategy director on accounts, including St. George Bank and McDonald's. In 2000, Matt made the switch to the publisher side and has held senior executive positions, including Austereo, Sydney Sales Director and National Digital Director, as well as National Sales Director at MCM Media. Oh my gosh, what a background, Matt. Welcome. Thank you very much. What an introduction. We've used up about half the podcast. That's fantastic. Nice to be here. <laughs> it's so good to have you. Um, you know what I'd love to start out with, and we'll, we'll get into the questions, is what made you choose LinkedIn to work with LinkedIn? Um, it was it was pretty simple. I um, I'd, I've been in digital, I've been in media for quite a while, been in marketing and advertising for quite a while. A couple of things. So the fact that it was um, such a clearly members based organisation, so really added value to the people that were on the platform in many many ways. So from a, a members perspective, I really had a <laughs> excuse me a great um, sort of introduction to the company. And then when I uh, started talking. To people that that worked here, you know, through uh, the process of um, coming on board, you realise that uh, first and foremost, culture and values are a massive, massive part of the company. And um, no matter where you are, even though it's a, such a global company, um, and uh, a lot of the values sort of emanated from um, from the, the head office a long time ago, you could walk in any office around the world and know it's a LinkedIn office, not just but the logo on the wall, but by the culture and values that um, everyone sort of abides by. And I think that was a, a massive part of it. It's an incredibly aspirational company. It's a, cre- a company that wants to, you know, create economic success for the global workforce to make, um, you know, more make people more connected and productive and successful. And uh, it was, a, you know, it was a great um, sort of company that not just talked about their values and culture, but really acted on them. Yeah, Matt, that's, um, I love LinkedIn and, and anyone listening to this podcast knows that I'm a big fan of LinkedIn um, and it's certainly changed over the last number of years and I think a lot of the social networks have changed on a regular basis. It's good that LinkedIn doesn't change as much as some of those other ones. But um, 
give us a, an update of what is working and what doesn't work on LinkedIn right now. What's 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 what are you seeing as the things that are really working well for people? So um, we haven't changed. I mean, we've we st- stuck to our mission and our vision, um, but uh, it, it has evolved, um, and I think it's evolved in a really really good way. So. For in my division, marketing solutions, so I might just take a quick step back. So there's three value propositions that we provide to businesses. There's the hiring or the talent solutions that's recruiting the best talent um, globally um, and more passive talent than sort of actively seeking jobs. And often these people can be the best candidates because they're happy in a, in a position and they are, uh, you know, they're the best people for the job. So it's really um, introducing great talent to brands around the world. The second part of the sort of value equation for businesses, marketing solutions. So it's a higher market. And really, it, again, it's enabling the world's brands and Australian brands to engage with um, members um, you know, through the, the platform. And all sorts of areas from awareness, preference, consideration, lead dri- uh, driving, whatever sort of the necessity is. And then the third part is sales. So high market and sell, and it's this um, newish division around really enabling salespeople within organisations to uh, into the whole notion of social selling. So really nurturing uh, your prospects, your leads, your network, um, adding value to them through content, and really getting rid of sort of uh, cold calls and introducing the whole notion of um, of warm leads, which is the three, sort of three value propositions. But the way that we've uh, we've evolved, particularly over the last couple of years, is uh, more around our area in the marketing solutions area. But it's in this notion of becoming the definitive content publishing platform for mm. professionals, and really, content now is at the heart of what we do. So a number of years ago, uh, you would have sort of talked. You know, I'm talking four or five years ago. Talked to a member and. You know, what do you think of LinkedIn? How do you use it? So great connectivity. I, you know, if I want to find a job, it's amazing. I put my resume up there. Now, when you talk to to members, because of our strategy around content, people are on there every single day. They're reading um, great articles, whether it's being uh, from their network, from peers. They're uh, reading, you know, industry trends from mainstream publishers, whether it be the Sydney Morning Herald, Wall Street Journal, whether it's uh, AFR, wherever it comes from. They are, you know, joining in groups. Um, they are um, hearing from influencers, people like Mike Smith, the CEO of ANZ, and importantly, they're hearing from brands. So because of the professional nature of our platform, people are engaging with content from brands. We've now got around 3.5 million company pages on wow. the platform. And, uh, you know, we've got many, many brands using this content to engage with uh, our members uh, with their story, with their products, um, and uh, really getting some great results out of it. So it's a long way to sort of explain that really what is working on LinkedIn is this notion of content, content marketing, particularly around uh, marketing solutions, because we've really evolved into this platform uh, that provides very relevant and uh, great content to every single member uh, within Australia and the sort of global uh, member base. So, Matt, what is not working? What are you seeing companies doing really badly on LinkedIn? What are they doing badly? Um, I think, uh, you know, 
So probably one of the areas that we speak about a lot um, is the whole notion that really the, the, the profile of the, of the individual, the member, it's not just about them. It's actually about the uh, place they work, the brand they work for as well. So mm-hmm. we've gone from platform about resume and it's all about now reputation. So it's your professional identity, it's your reputation, it's your reputation as an individual, as a worker, as a professional, <laughs> excuse me, but it's also the reputation of the company that you work for. And what we are seeing or have seen is that companies, MDs, owners of small businesses can get paranoid about the platform in regards to recruitment. Oh, if they've got something up there, it's uh, going to make it easier for them to be found and maybe to be poached. It's not about that. It's about the reputation of the company. And we have had um, anecdotal stories uh, from um, <laughs> firms that actually lost business based on the profiles of their staff. Mm. Wow. So if you want to um, go and do business with, say, a consulting firm, you're meeting with them individually and in person, you're talking in, uh, through the pitch process, uh, and I guarantee you everyone is doing it these days. They are researching who they're going to do business with by looking at uh, LinkedIn, looking at the profiles of the individuals uh, that are going to be working on their business. And uh, if they're in Congress or not uh, or up to speed or up to scratch with uh, what they want, then uh, business is lost. So it's really what's not being done well. is It's encouraging your staff, encouraging people to work for you to have a professional profile, have it represent your brand and your company particularly well. Um, and um, really, uh, employers are your greatest advocates. So uh, mm-hmm. making sure that you're embracing it and not... Um, trying to fight against it. Hey, um, Matt, just a quick side note. You're talking about profiles and now we have the ability to add all sorts of um, media to our profiles, pictures and videos and that sort of thing. Are you finding that uh, profiles with images and videos that, that are really taken that to heart are getting better results or better or more people looking at them? Are you, are you, are you able to measure that? Um. Look, we, we do know that a profile, I can't remember the exact stats, but if, you, if a, a, a profile that's got a photo of the individual works 10 times harder than one that doesn't. Right. People want to see who they're doing business with. So the profiles are very important. And I think that multimedia addition to the profiles is exactly what I was talking about before. It's going from resume to reputation. So what this is a great work that I'm doing for my company in the position I'm here now. What can I do for uh, you know current and future customers that may come my way? Here are examples of what I uh, what I can do for you working for a specific firm. Mm. Um, quick quick question on uh, company pages. You said you got several million pages now of companies or companies have got several million pages on LinkedIn. How um, are you finding the take up of that? Um, is it fast? Are they working well? Or do you think that there's still a lot of people concentrating on their personal profiles rather than pages themselves? No, I, uh, it, it's, a, it's a massive part of the business and it is a huge uh, part of it on LinkedIn. People, you know, business owners are using social media in, in, a, in a great way. as a way to... Um, you know, to achieve awareness, to acquire new customers, uh, to launch new products, whatever it might be. And the company page really is the content hub for businesses on LinkedIn. So um, it's uh, it's been incredibly, 
well recession has been around for years, but we're now up to around about 3.5 million globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, the major business and many, many, many small businesses, company pages as well. So probably the important thing to note uh, about a LinkedIn company page is it is a destination. It is. There's no denying that. And particularly if someone wants to go and uh, work at a, a certain company, they might go and check it out and have a look at um, their ethos, um, the you know products they're selling and some of the content they're putting up there. But more importantly, the company page is this content hub, the mothership or the microphone for which to speak to the members on LinkedIn. So through the company page, you can do organic company updates to people that may be following you, talking about all sorts of things. It could be thought leadership uh, around the industry you're in. It could be uh, new product innovations that you might be doing. It might be wonderful case studies um, around sort of customer successes that you've had. So it's really uh, painting a picture and talking to the members via um, that company page. And importantly as well, it's a way to engage with members natively through their feed on a bigger, uh, on, a, on a wider basis. So, so there's the whole notion of um, sponsoring your content or sponsored updates. So you can take mm-hmm. content from your company page. You can sponsor that into the feed of whatever member uh, sort of base you want to um, get into. So obviously through the many, many targeting areas that we can do. Reaching members, prospects, uh, you know, potential or future customers in their feed about your company. So the company page really is this content hub, the, the megaphone that you can talk to members uh, through the feed uh, in LinkedIn. So it sounds to me like a good use of LinkedIn would be to get your profile going, use that as a publishing tool to using the actual blog or I guess content publishing capabilities of LinkedIn, then have your company page actually speak out via the feeds with the quick updates, making sure you have you know, your company page fully filled out, all of your employees um, attached to that as well. So you're using them in conjunction with each other, correct? Yeah. Um, the... Look, the, the individual, I mean, that's not necessarily tied to the um, company page as such, okay. um, but obviously on the, on the individual's one, um, you know, it, it is where you work. And people, people uh, look at that individual profile uh, for, for many reasons. One of them is I'm going to do business with company X. I'm going to have a look at the person that I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, business with. Um, and you know, make decisions based on that. The company. So, if you're a small business owner, you should a encourage your um, employees to have a LinkedIn profile and a professional one. It is uh, a representation of your company. Mm. You should also have a company page. Now, this is a destination that people can uh, go to to look at and and really to enhance your employee value proposition as a place to come and work at. But also, and importantly, it's a place that you can send out content to prospective customers um, about case studies, about success stories. So as a small business owner, encouraging your um, your employees to have a great professional uh, up-to-date profile and making sure that your company page is a reflection of who you are and that you are actually sending content out from that um, about what you do. You, you mentioned as well sponsored updates. Are those the is that the ad side of LinkedIn advertising? That is. There's, there's uh, look. There's many ad formats that we've got. There's uh, 
know, LinkedIn ads that uh, are specific ads that can be um, targeted to whoever you want, more around sort of lead generation and direct response. And then there's the whole uh, notion of sponsored updates, which is natively engaging with professionals uh, or members through their feed. So, um, you know, you log on to LinkedIn, whether it's on your phone or whether it's on your desktop, uh, your homepage shows your feed. Within that feed, you have lots of pieces of content from your peers, from companies, um, from, uh, you know, all sorts of different sources. And this is all relevant to you based on your profile, based on your industry, based on your seniority, based on your function. So all that content is tailored to you. And a brand can sponsor and put content within that feed. Um, incredibly, incredibly powerful tool. They are the fastest growing product on the platform uh, of all time because they work. They, they work very, very well. They've got very high engagement. They're driving lots of traffic. They're driving metrics like uh, awareness, preference, consideration. Mm. And they're also driving leads. Uh, because at the heart of them, they are adding value to uh, to the, the people that are being served to. Hey, Matt, before I know your time is valuable and you're, you're going to have to run off to another appointment soon, but before I let you go, what's um, what is some tips for people out there listening that they can, if they haven't used LinkedIn very much, and you know, we know a lot of people that say, oh, I've got a profile, but I don't use it too much and I want to improve my, my reach. What are some tips that they can start to do? That they you know now to really start ramping up that reach for them. Yep. So if they want to reach people on LinkedIn, it's probably a, a couple of uh, a couple of ways they can do it. So um, there's um, really we we look at a notion of content marketing score on uh, LinkedIn, which is your engagement and your reach uh, against the uh, uh, um, whoever what target you're after. So there's a couple of um, sort of levers within that. There's um, company page and company update. So uh, on a consistent basis, sharing content, um, case studies, whatever it might be, uh, organically through your company page. That's number one. Second is sponsoring some of the content, the ones that you think is particularly well, and that is absolutely broadens your reach to a much um, wider audience uh, and very relevant audience that you want to target. That's number two, which is the paid-for um, way. Number three is employee posts. So encouraging your employees to share the company's content, uh, product launches, whatever it might be, um, throughout their network. So you think you've got, um, you know, ten people with five hundred people in a network. That's five thousand people that you can reach natively and uh, organically um, through their feeds as well. So really encouraging your employees to be advocates of the firm that they're working for. And then probably the other way is uh, is um, individual publishing. So you can write long-form content on the platform um, and send that out to your uh, uh, network, and that's uh, a great way of really um, getting out free um, thought leadership as well. So mm. it's all about the company itself, both organically and in a paid sense, but also really, really encouraging your employees to uh, share the company's um, content um, and great news. What's the best way to share that publishing if when you write an article on LinkedIn? I notice that there's the social share icons that are in there, but do you have any, um, I guess, actual recommendations on how to get that content out? Uh, it's, it's pretty basic. It's, it's, through the, um, it's through the company page. So you post that 
um, content on your company page, that goes to everyone that is following you as a company. If you don't have many followers and, you know, if you're starting out and you don't, then the quickest way to get followers is to sponsor that content. Mm -hmm. There's a great, great self-serve tool uh, that walks you through all the ways you can do it, how to um, build the content, a lot of the messaging you can do. Uh, it's, you know, it's as easy as um, using your credit card, uh, walking through a self-serve option and, uh, you know, getting that content out to a broader audience. And then basically what they're doing is they're reading it and thinking, this is fantastic, this is great, I'm adding value, I want to follow this company because I want to receive more of it. And uh, they follow you so you've then got an organic and owned um, member base that you can uh, talk to in a free way. Brilliant. Okay, so talk to us quickly about the future of LinkedIn. Are there any interesting developments on the horizon that we should be looking out for? Um, any interesting developments? Well, we're obviously constantly growing. One of the, the biggest uh, areas of growth um, uh, at the moment are through students. So, mm-hmm. we, um, you know, that's a, a big part of our, our strategy as well, uh, students and universities. Um, one of the, the biggest developments in my division's marketing solutions is the acquisition of a company called Bizzo. Uh, okay. Essentially what Bizzo is, uh, is a, a huge um, network of um, audience uh, throughout North America and, um, and the rest of the world, um, 120 million um, professionals, uh, wow. and the ability now to reach these professionals off-platform. Um, no matter where they are, based on um, on the data. The other part of the Bizzo um, acquisition was really trying to um, you know, achieve a full sales funnel nurturing uh, products, which we which we now have. So from the top of funnel awareness and reach, right down to uh, nurturing people that come to your website um, through uh, various sort of methods over an extended period of time. So really closing the gap between top of funnel reach awareness and preference and nurturing the people that are coming to your website um, based on uh, new products that are coming through Bizzot. So very exciting part because uh, early next year and uh, really um, helping take it from uh, top of funnel right down to the bottom. How exciting. Thanks for sharing that with us. Wow, we'll keep an eye out for that. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And I'm uh, so grateful you've been able to spend this time with us, Matt, and uh, share some of that stuff because... It's always good to hear it from uh, people with inside the organization of what's happening and some of the best ways and best practices. So thanks for taking the time to share that today. My pleasure. Love to Thank you, to Matt. you guys and you uh, too. have a great day. Bye-bye. See you later. All right, Andrew, that was, that was amazing. And so I got some really interesting points out of that and I got a lot of clarity, but I want to hear what your thoughts are first. What, did, what was the main sort of takeaway for you? Uh, you know what? I think um, company pages is probably a big one for me because I haven't been concentrating on company pages and I'm surprised that there are as many company pages as Matt said. Um, but you know what? It's it's interesting to see how to use the content as part of the company page. So, you know, I've been concentrating on putting content and publishing items through my personal profile, but maybe it's worth putting it through our company so that we can share it as personal people and we're sharing other company stuff. So that's something I would like to start testing and and seeing what sort of responses we get for that. So my understanding is that in the actual company page, you can't do the long publishing, but what you would actually do then is publish it on your own profile, right? And then share it via your company page as an update. Right. 
Correct. Yeah, that's that's what my understanding was. Okay, good. I'm so what I was hearing is that to really make this platform work for you is the first things first, get yourself a company page, make sure it's filled out, make sure it's professional, make sure it represents your brand. Then go around to all of your employees, including the directors and the owners, and make sure all of your profiles are now professionally filled out. Mm -hmm. Then get a marketing plan together where all of you cohesively as a team are communicating your messages. So for example, Look, in our case, I would say that you and I would be the best choices in our company to do the the publishing, and then we would share it in our company page and then ask the people that work with us to then share it on their, their profiles, right? So Correct. it goes out that way. But there's an important point there, though, mm. and he said that you know if, if those people haven't got a good profile and they need yeah. help, then they're representing your brand, so you've got to be careful yeah. about that. So I know there's a lot of companies out there with some terrible <laughs> profiles and some individual yeah. people, and- you know, they're representing that that particular uh, company. So it's a great point that he brought up about that. I thought it was brilliant. Very Because uh, sometimes you just forget about that quality of the point where people in your business represent you sometimes even more than than your own profiles. People mm. are constantly looking around to see what's happening. But, um, but, you, but you know, you're right. You're right um, about that. And what he said, he touched on it in the piece where people, and he said anecdotal, but I, can, I know for sure that mm. it's happened, but- People have lost contracts because of their LinkedIn profiles. Now, yeah. they're the people that know they've lost contracts, you know, but there's so many more that haven't even started the negotiation or the, the first phase of, hey, let's just have a chat because they look at someone's profile and say, well, eh, I don't think you're the right person for me. I'm out of here. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I'm, I want to try, I guess, from our perspective after hearing that is definitely re-look at all the profiles, the people that work with us, our team and our company page. But also I'm kind of curious now about this whole thing of the sponsored posts from company pages. Because I know, um, I, you know, I've done this on other, other clients' company pages. I actually see that organically they get quite a reach and mm. quite a few clicks just on these little mini updates. So the idea of actually sponsoring them much like Facebook to your actual um, market you want to target is quite interesting one. And I, I could see that that side of advertising would work quite well. I know the other uh, other type, I tried that like a year ago and I didn't get many results, but I could see the sponsorship thing working quite well. Yeah. it's I find LinkedIn is a little bit more expensive than you say your Facebook or your Google AdWords. Um, but it is a bit more of a targeted market. So um, it's like one of those things you weigh it off. And if you're going to sponsor something, make sure you can measure that, measure Mm. that, measure that sponsorship. So if you're going to run ads, make sure you know what you're running them to and what's the result you want to get out of people reading that article. So if you are writing articles, make sure you've got some sort of link to, for people to go back to your website or, you know, do some, do some further interaction with you somewhere along the way. Yeah. And I know, and as we start to wrap up, I just do want to attest to that where I've seen this work where if you write, write the publishing, the post, actually do the full on blog post. So you'll see in your profile on LinkedIn, you have an option to do a quick status update, or you can actually go in and create a whole blog post. When you do that, like Andrew just said, make sure that you have a link in there somewhere to send people back to your website, whether it's to get a, a PDF of something or a free report or you know, whatever it is to carry the conversation on. And just by putting up an article and somebody that, um, you know, we sort of help manage with their LinkedIn strategy, I, I saw the click-throughs. I saw in the analytics people coming in from LinkedIn into their website that never would have come in before. You know, you and I are doing some testing, pretty serious testing on all, all our social yeah. platforms right now. And we're finding LinkedIn is to be, is being one of the, one of the better ones right now. So, um, you know, it's always good to see when you're getting good results from certain platforms. Yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I love hearing just successful, interesting people talk about their business and um, even just how he, he spoke about the beginning of why he chose LinkedIn for the culture. I think there's a big lesson in that for all of us that are business owners, you know, attracting the right talent. You want to be looking at the culture um, of your business in the first place. I think it could easily start with your company page in LinkedIn. <laughs> I want to hear from people. I want to hear from our listeners what they thought yeah. um, because, you know, we, we're planning to do a few more little interviews from certain select people as we go over the next couple of months too so um let us know if you're listening to us on itunes give us a uh, give us a review let us know what you thought if you're listening to us on podcast or uh, podomatic sorry spreaker or iHeartRadio, all of those um sh- just leave us a, leave us a shout out somewhere along the way we'll find you we'll track you down and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll give you a shout out so thank you very much now where can they find the show notes for this episode aybpodcast.com and that's where you can um, see the episodes, some show notes, more information about Matt and let us know what you thought and uh, what you're planning on doing with your LinkedIn account as well. Even pop us a little link to your company page you want to check you guys out. Sure do. All right, H, good one. Uh, Look forward to our next podcast. We'll see everybody soon. Bye, guys. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.